What's up, people? We got a memo podcast coming to you live on a Wednesday. We had to take a few extra days because we weren't ready yet. Couldn't find time We where a lot of us were together. But we're back now for some podcasting. We got myself, Xavier, and John. We're going to talk to you about the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and some track and field. Some new material that we haven't really talked about, but I know John and I are big fans of. We'll find out if Zay is. I honestly don't know the answer to this. But um, we got a memo podcast. We're back. And we're going to start with that track and field talk with our very own John O'Connor. I am not reporting from the field this week. I'm reporting from my bedroom. Unfortunately. The most important thing is that the 2019 IAAF World Relays were held in Yokohama, Japan last week, May 11th and May 12th. So there's a chance for countries to compete in a setting that's not the World Championships, that's not the Olympics, but a setting purely for relays. And if you have visited a track meet, watched a track meet on TV, been there in person, the relays are the most hype events, hands down. A track meet is usually marked with the beginning of with a 4 by 8 the 4x1 in the middle, and then the 4x4 four four at the end. It's a little bit different for indoors, but it's the spring. We're in the IAAF and Diamond League now, so we're 4x1, four 4x2, four and the 4x4 four four were all held for the men and the women. On the men's team for the United States first, we got smoked. My gosh, it... Hurts. Wait, what race was this? So, across the board. Really? So on the men's 4x1, we got silver to, to Brazil. Brazil. Granted, it was the difference of two hundredths of a second. Brazil ran a 38.05. The United States ran a 38.07. And wasn't wasn't there a bad handoff between like leg 2 and 3? Is that what slowed them down? I think I remember watching it. I would guess so. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But thankfully, the 4x2, we reclaimed our title. It's really interesting. In the 4x2, there were no overlaps uh, between runners from the 4x1 and the 4x2. I don't know if that was a new rule or a new format. But just something interesting as we round the corner in the next couple years heading towards the Olympics in Tokyo. So speaking of the Olympics, I have a quick question. Because I watched a lot, I didn't watch it live, but I watched a ton of highlights of this uh, meet. And are these runners, like, I didn't have, I didn't see any recognizable runners. Like, I didn't see, like, an Allison Felix or a Justin, maybe I heard Justin Gatlin in the 4 by one But, like, are these the best runners for America right now? Or are these, like, the next stage of runners after Allison Felix, Justin Gatlin... I think I think this is the next the next generation. So Christopher Belcher is someone who was on the four by two. Christopher Belcher was born in nineteen ninety four, and he signed with Monroe College and then went to North Carolina A and T um, and to compete. So I th- he's young, he's new. Noah Lyles. 
was another person on the 4 by one He was born in 1997. And keep in mind, track and field, you can compete at youth games and compete at you know, internationally at the youth level. And Noah Lyles won the gold medal at the 2014 youth games. But then he also won gold in the 100 at the 2016 U20 championships in Poland. And I think for now, he, uh, I'm not sure if he's still in college, I would assume, or he just graduated from the University of Florida. He was a Gator. Okay, nice. So, I think, yeah, overall, I think this is the next wave. I think currently these are the fastest people in the, you know, for America and in the world. But I was really surprised I did not see someone like Christian Coleman. That, okay, so I watched the 100 meter, the, is he pro? Christian Coleman? Yeah. I believe so. Because he, he runs at Tennessee, right? Yeah. Because I watched the 100 meter dash and I didn't hear his name. And that might have just been like the clip I was watching. But I thought he was, like, the fastest man in college. Yeah, and he, he is professional okay. right now. And so he's he's young, too. He was born March 6th, 1996. Yeah. So and these runners should be the ones to keep in the back of her head when the Olympic trials come around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. And I have to... I'm interested to see what the qualifying times and the qualifying process is for the Olympic trials at not the marathon level, but at the track and field level, because I think that'll be really interesting um, to see whether it's time-based, event-based, or those kind of things. Um, although I will say my one, my on principle disclaimer is for the United States 4 by one Justin Gatlin should not have been a run been allowed to run because he's been caught multiple times right. testing positive for amphetamines and for other right yeah I'm with you drugs. and you know his fastest time of a 977 in the 100 meter dash was annulled and he was given a four year doping ban in that time he tried to uh, try to play football in the NFL with the Houston Texans and the Buccaneers, but it didn't work out. Wow. Uh, so he came back, and it was just, I don't know. If you're caught multiple times for doping, I'm personally a big fan of the one-and-done rule. That's, the I think, the biggest deterrent for people not doing you know, performance-enhancing drugs. But... I think if he's caught multiple times, he just shouldn't be allowed to compete anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, did you have a favorite relay race from the relay meet? Oh, uh, I... Even though the United States didn't even place in this one, I love the 4x4. Four four. So Classic. it's 4x400 four meters, four runners... Wait, we didn't place? No. It was Trinidad and Tobago in three minutes... Three flat point, yeah, three minutes, zero seconds, 81 hundredths of a second. Then Jamaica, 301.57. Belgium, 302.70. That's crazy because, like, the 4x4 is USA's race. 
Like, we are historically dominant in that race, and to not even place. Wow, that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Is this men's and women's, or just men's? Uh, just the men's. Okay. I'm looking for the women. Um, give me one second. Yeah, the women's, we got second. Okay. Um, 327.65, which is only, you know, less than 0.2 seconds behind the winner. Oh, okay. Which was Poland. But we did not place in the 4x2, but we did win the 4x1. Yeah, um, I saw that. So, a mixed bag, eager to see what happens at the Olympics. Yeah, um, they, they have... Well, are the trials going to be this summer? Probably. The marathon's next next February. Oh, okay. And that'll pro- the trials oh, will probably right. happen in late May or June. You're right. Um, uh, so, I liked... I watched, I didn't watch it live, but I liked the the hurdles relay. Did you watch oh, that one? shuttle relay, yeah. Yeah, so th- it goes woman, man, woman, man, and the women run 100 meters, and then the man runs 110 meters, and then woman and man... With Devin Allen bringing it home. That was really interesting to watch. I thought that was super cool. And then the the 2x2x400. Two by two by so basically, yeah. it's a man and a woman. And you can run in whatever order you want. Um, but basically, you'll run one lap. And then your partner will run another lap. And then you'll go back to your first runner to run another. And back to the second runner. And the USA won that one. Um, I was just... A, Donovan Brazier, the man. Yeah, he killed it. Um, but yeah, just seeing those fun races that you barely ever see is... Um, it was fun. It was very exciting. Um, and I know the SEC... Some of the like, conference college conference championships are going on right now. Um, like I saw the SEC is having theirs for the Florida went 1-2 in the 100-meter dash. Um, so that means the NCAA college championships will be on soon, which is always fun to watch. Oh, man. I will park myself for four hours and just watch those. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Because um, that's, that's a fun meet. And sometimes you'll see Olympians running. Like, Devin Allen was in the... I remember watching him in the NCAA championships. Um, so, yeah, that's... It's good stuff. And a lot of times, I, what I, I love this so much about track and field is that collegiate players, collegiate athletes, can are Olympians. Yeah, and that's can really hold, cool. Typically hold third through fifth fastest times in the world. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, amateurs, college students, which is really uh, keeps kind of like that spirit of the Olympics alive. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. So. Um, I know we'll definitely keep an eye out on those. It's always fun just to see some of the fastest times in the nation. Um, and then maybe some future Olympians. So, it's always a good time. Um, any last thoughts, John, before we move on to the NHL? Uh, quick plug for Roland. Liverpool finished second in the Premier League in one of the greatest title races that... I think the Premier League era has ever seen. They finished with 97 points, and Manchester City finished with 98. Oh, wow. So, if Liverpool had won one more game, or had, yeah, had just won one more game, 
the would have been the opposite way. And but Liverpool has a chance to have a really successful season and be the kings of Europe when they play my favorite team, the Tottenham Hotspurs. So on June first, Roland and I have a grudge match on TV. <laughs> Metaphorically, we're not actually going to fight each other. Random question, <laughs> but where does Fernando Torres play? He plays in Japan. Does he? <laughs> yep. Might have to get his jersey. <laughs> yeah, All I right. can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, he plays in Japan now. All right, good stuff. Track and, I always love talking about track and field. I, could, I always try to watch it, but um, I always yeah, get overturned because like, not many people like to watch track and field, so... Usually, I only get to watch it if I'm the only one there. Yeah. I um, can do a whole pod on how inaccessible it is. It's so hard. Yeah. Oh, I found it on my website. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, Xavier, what, take us through the NHL playoffs. Um, so, unfortunately, I haven't watched as much as I wish I could. But uh, So, what, we're in the conference finals right now. Uh, the four teams left are Boston and Carolina in the Eastern Conference, and then San Jose Sharks and St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference. And uh, the Boston-Carolina series is 3-0 Boston, which is a bit surprising. But then the St. Louis-San Jose is 1-1, and I, I believe Game 3 is tonight. So uh, that should be an exciting one to watch tonight. But I, this, the series that's surprising to me is the Boston-Carolina. Um, I think, I, I thought Boston has uh, picked it up tremendously this series. They played, they played a lot better these three games than I thought they did all of last series. Um, and I hate to say it, but and I hope Roland doesn't uh, listen to this episode, but... Um, <laughs> Honestly, I think Boston's the cup favorite right now, just with how they're playing. Um, like it kills me to say that, but I, I think, I think they they're the favorites right now, just with the way they've been playing these last three games. They've been so dominant. Um, I mean, the first period last night was rough, just because they were in Carolina, but they they weathered the the storm and pulled out a win last night. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't even know if anyone in the West, St. Louis or San Jose, can compete with Boston right now in the final. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Carolina can get back in it. I, my question was: Do you think Carolina can come back, or any team, but specifically Carolina, could come down or come back from being down three games? Um, I don't think Carolina will do it, but. I mean, it's happened before. Okay. It's not, it's not common. But uh, what I think, I'm trying to think, I actually was talking to people about it the other night. I think the last one was maybe like 2014. A team did it, coming back from 3-0. Um, but yeah, it doesn't happen often, and I don't think Carolina's going to be able to do it. What team, if any? do you think has the best chance to beat... Because you're saying Boston's the favorite. Which yep. team do you think has the best chance or is the best built team to beat Boston? Uh, 
maybe I would say San Jose. Okay. But yeah, I just I really don't see either of those two teams beating Boston, no. So we'll see. But I think to me I think San Jose is a better shot than St. Louis. That's fair, that's very fair. Um Man, I uh, I was talking to my roommate because he is a uh, Bruins fan. Yeah. And he said they got kind of lucky because they, like the all the one Tampa Bay got out, Capitals got out. Um, so I I wouldn't be surprised either. Just like I'm no big hockey follower right now, um, but just knowing like the top seeds, you know, are out yeah it's kind of hard i i just it's these nhl playoffs have been like i haven't seen a playoff set like this in a long time just even like the west like calgary going out number one seed the predators going out um and like you said tampa the capitals the penguins all going out um I think Boston has it easy. I think they got it, got lucky this playoff season. So somehow, so um, I just I don't understand. Yeah, it makes no sense. But that's the beauty of playoff hockey. Anything can happen. So yeah, and sometimes sometimes you just got to get lucky. Oh yeah, um, yep. like people have said, you know, the Warriors in their three championship wins have gotten lucky. Uh, in their first one, Kyrie got hurt. Um, yep. In their second. Kawhi got hurt, and in the third, Chris Paul got hurt. Um, so health and other factors that some say luck is definitely a factor, and people can hate all they want, all like they got lucky. But at the end of the day, you got to play with the the cards you're dealt and make the most of them. And right now, right now Boston's playing real well. They're hot, and sometimes that's all that matters. It's when you get hot and just play that through. Yeah, I think last comment for NHL, but I think the biggest reason Boston's playing so well is their goalie, Tuka Rask. He's been playing lights out the last couple games, and I that just makes a huge difference in this time of year, so. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so. Like, last year, when the Capitals won, uh, in game six and seven of the conference finals, Braden Holtby had two shutouts, and then in their five, except for game one in the finals, he was basically a stone wall. So, yeah, good goalkeeping. I remember when the Kings won. It's all about um, quick, quick. Yes, thank you. He was yep. the best goalie in the country. So, yeah, good goalie, getting hot. If you're interested in the game, game four is tomorrow at eight o'clock. My roommate will be watching it. Uh, right now, the Sharks and the Blues are in their first period. It's zero zero. Like Zay said. It's Game 3, Series Tied right now, and so we'll see. By next episode, we should have the uh, finals matchup or the finals starting already, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'm sure Zay and maybe Roland will have some input on that, especially if San Jose's in it, then Roland will definitely, you know, take us take us through it. Yep. Um, the, in the NBA, we have we are down to the final four teams. We got in the West, we got Golden State versus Portland. And in the East is Milwaukee versus Toronto. Last night was game one of the West. Golden State won 116-94. to 
it was close for a bit until Golden State kind of put him away. Uh, Steph Curry played out of his mind. And all of this, games, this game, game six of the previous round, without Kevin Durant. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say they're better without Durant, but I think they're just more enjoyable to watch. Because um, yeah. you'll talk to, you'll listen to a lot of shows, and yes, Kevin Durant's like arguably the best player in the league, but it's just a different style of basketball. Whereas when Kevin Durant's playing, you know, when they need a bucket, they'll go to Kevin Durant because you know he's one of the best players in the world. But without Durant, it's much more team oriented. Ball's moving a lot better. Like Steph Curry's definitely playing better. Um, and it's just more fun, like yeah. ball movement. It's just good basketball. Um, I think that Golden State should have no problem with Portland. I'm gonna say Golden State in five, um, just because I think Portland will have a good shooting game one day, and um, maybe win their first home game. But Golden State, even without Durant, I think is still gonna make it to the finals, no problem. On the East, it's the Bucks versus the Raptors, and I was shocked to see the Celtics win four straight games after losing 1-0 um, in Boston, or it was in Milwaukee. They lost the first game in Milwaukee to Boston. Giannis just led the team, winning four straight. It was pretty wild. They're really playing well, got good defense. Chris Middleton shooting well. You obviously got Giannis, who could win the MVP. And then on the other side, the Raptors beat the Sixers in seven games. Personally, I think the 76ers would have been a tougher matchup for the Bucks because the Raptors are very dependent on Kawhi, who, depending on who you ask, is playing very similar. Uh, I'm not saying he is at this level, but like he's. I've heard people say, like Joy Taylor on The Herd, he's like, closest player to play like Michael in recent history like he's just he is really playing well and he's carrying that team but I think he just needs more help especially against Giannis and the rest of the Bucks team who's much better uh, yeah. but it should still be a good series I hope I'm pulling for the Bucks personally because I just like Giannis but yeah. I think Toronto is a deep team they got Kawhi um, who had a ridiculous buzzer beater in game seven it bounced like four times off the rim if you haven't seen it Definitely check it out. But I think it's going to be Bucks warriors in the finals. Um, and I do think the Warriors will win just because of their shooting. But I think Giannis could definitely cause problems. Especially if Kevin Durant's not in. Just because of his size and ability to get to the rim. And finish. And play the ball in transition. But I hope it's just a good finals. I don't think the Warriors can sweep the Bucks in the finals. But... Who knows? Anything can happen. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson could catch fire. Um, but I'm I'm pulling for the Bucks. But I think the Warriors will win the whole thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I I agree on basically everything you just said. I think I want Milwaukee to win the whole thing, but I I think Golden State will win. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping Golden State goes cold. Steph can't make a shot some for some reason um but yeah yeah but i i do agree i think i i actually watched some of the game last night 
and I actually I enjoyed how Golden State played, um, and I, I for some reason it didn't cross my mind that it was because of Durant being out, but that makes complete a lot of sense. So, but yeah, I really enjoyed actually watching Golden State last night. Yeah, they're they're a fun team to watch, and they just have like if Steph's not killing you, Clay could kill you. Yeah. Obviously, KD can kill you when he's in the game. Um, but I I do hope. To move on from the playoffs, I kind of hope KD does leave to make one make the league a little more even, but just yeah. to get Golden State back to playing this brand of basketball, which is yeah. like more enjoyable to watch. It reminds me a lot of like the Spurs when they beat the Heat. That just a ton of ball movement. Um, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, other NBA news last night was the draft lottery, and it was won by the Pelicans. Pelicans got the number one overall pick. Memphis got two, and New York got three. And New York <laughs> was projected to get number one. There was all this hype that Zion would go to the Knicks, and that's not going to happen. Um, so I, I, when I first heard the Pelicans when I was just like, okay, cool, they can get Zion and either pair him with AD or trade AD to get more players. But now people are saying, like, Zion might not want to play for New Orleans. And if they keep the pick, um, he might return to Duke um, just because he doesn't want to play with New Orleans. Which, in two cents, there's two ways to say it. One's just like, yeah, he he should be able to, you know, take control of his own um, path because you only get nine years if you're lucky. Um, to make money, to play the game before injuries, old age, whatever happens. On the other side, there's just a little, like, I don't know if this is just from my perspective, but, like, just go to wherever you go to, do your best, and then make your decision. Like, I don't know, it seems kind of, like, uptight or very selfish to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I know Eli Manning did it, John Elway did it, but, like, like I, I I do understand like not wanting to work or play for bad organizations and that's the the main reason Zion wouldn't want to play I think, but at the same time it's just like come on man like you're gonna if you go number one NBA like that's a testament to how good you are, prove everyone wrong or prove everyone right that you can change a franchise. Yeah, and I, that's for me that last comment you just made is the reason why I would go. Um, like, if you want to show that you're one of the best players in the NBA, go to the Pelicans and turn the whole organization around. So, I would go. I think, I would, I, I agree with you. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I understand your other point, but I, I would go. Um, I mean, and how often do players stay with an organization one organization their entire career. Like, it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. I mean, there's players that do, but it's not that typical. Yeah, you're right. Especially now with, like, the previous generation, like, you know, Kobe, Dirk, Tim Duncan all stayed yeah. with their teams. But now it's like, you know, LeBron left, uh, yep. KD left. But you still have, like, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook sticking with their teams. Yeah. It's just very rare, you're right, to see... Uh, players stick it out and even just as simple like if Zion were to go back to Duke versus New Orleans let's just say he gets injured would you rather you know be injured 
with the NBA facilities and coaches and trainers, or, you know, with the Duke ones. Granted, Duke might have the best of the trainers and stuff, Yeah. but on the simple fact that you're not getting paid at Duke like you would yep. in the NBA, um, even though the NCAA is now talking about maybe paying their athletes for their names and all the revenue and all that stuff, I don't think that would happen next year for them. So, yeah. I don't know, just, I, I would, I'm sure I'm not in his position, I can't talk about what he says, but just, you know, be, LeBron turned around the Cavaliers, maybe Zion, you could turn around the the Pelicans, yep. um, but if you're in New Orleans and he doesn't want to play for you, there are definitely some big things you could, you could, uh, you could trade, like, if you traded one... I heard this on the radio today on Colin Coward. He said, trade the number one pick, supposedly Zion, to, like, 76ers, for example, and get, like, Ben Simmons and their draft pick, and then get, trade Anthony Davis, who wants to trade, and trade him, I don't know, to the Lakers for their four pick, and, let's say, Kuzma and Ingram, and then you draft, their first pick would be four, you pick Cam Reddish, so then you get, like, you got Ben Simmons, you got Cam Reddish, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Drew Holiday. It's a pretty solid starting five, I'd say. And, you know, yeah. if you want to start fresh, you want to start over, get younger, that's a good option, too. Um, yeah. I think they would love to have Zion and then maybe trade Anthony Davis. But they do have a ton of options. A lot can happen between now and the draft. Um, my favorite part of it all was just seeing like the Nick fans just be <laughs> so disappointed that they don't get Zion. It's it's just funny. Yep. yep. <sighs> you guys, all right, we're gonna do. I don't have a like a topic for you, John. Like to just get pure emotion. It's okay. Um. I Well, I kind of do. I'm sure you've seen it, but it goes along with my favorite sports moment of the week. But it was, did you see it? The Texas A&M guy in the 400-meter hurdles. All right. All right, so you're going to have to YouTube this, but Texas A&M 400-meter hurdle run. It's, like, tight between him and this other guy. And to win the race, he literally Superman dived across the finish line to oh, win. I did see that. Oh, and he had his crazy name, too. Yeah, uh, it, it was wild. That was my favorite sports moment of the week, because I don't know if you've ever run that race, or if any of you listeners have run that race. It's, uh, his name is Infinite Tucker. That's right, yeah. It's, I, I, it was something <laughs> crazy like that. But this is the race. You run one lap around the track as fast as you can. That itself is hard. And then... To add on to it, you have 10 hurdles that you have to jump over. I've run that race. It is terrible. It is probably my least favorite race just because it's so hard. And it, you get real tired. And you ha if you get your steps right, it's easier than, you know, stuttering up to the hurdles. But it is hard. And he obviously wanted it a lot to Superman over the finish line on the track. That hurts. But he won. And just like... To see that, and the passion, and the want to win the race, crazy. Loved it. That's my favorite moment of the week. Yeah. Wait, was the guy that came in second place his teammate? I like, think so. Was it another Texan 
Okay. Yeah, I think it was his teammate. Yeah, they wanted to go one, two, three, four in that event. Wow. Forty nine point three eight seconds. That's crazy. Um, I had there was a new high school record set in the four hundred meter, and I can't remember the kid's name, but I think it was the same guy that set the one hundred meter record last in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he was just gone, and so that's my favorite sports moment. But yeah, Infinite Tucker, it's. That's awesome. That's got to be up there. I know, right? Do you have a favorite sports moment of the week? I guess. I would say just that the USA women's soccer team named their roster for the uh, World Cup in, uh, where is that, France? Yeah. So and they had they had a game the other day. I watched a little bit of it. Um. So yeah, that's exciting that 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 tournament's coming up this summer. So it's like twenty days away. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know what Rollins is, but Rollins. I probably assume something about the San Jose Sharks. Probably that's what I would say too. Haven't seen him in a while, though. He's. Who would have thought, you know, obligations of work take priority over. Over this, but. Got a job. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it'll be okay. We'll get him back eventually. I think he said his schedule at work will be changing, so he'll be back on, and we can get all four of us back on again. But until then, oh, also, I don't know if anyone saw, but I tweeted out. <laughs> Uh, because graduation was this past weekend at our alma mater, I tweeted out a video of me at my graduation two years ago. I thought it was pretty funny, um, so check that out on Twitter. But, as always, if you have any problems with any of our takes, tweet at us, or if you have our numbers, text us directly. Um, we don't have any problem being called out, you know, saying we're dumb or you don't like our takes or something. Like, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss what people have to say and maybe you'll prove someone right change someone's opinions whatever we're all down for it so like i said tweet at us share this podcast text us we're ready for it um thank you for listening we'll catch you next week go bucks roland would say go sharks and we'll see what happens in the sports world in this next week